Hello and welcome to Desi Sportscast. Uh, we're recording today on uh, Monday and uh, I've got my co-host and partner Nevin with me. Hello Nevin, how are you today my friend? I'm I'm good, I'm good, how are you? Yeah, very, very good. I've had a really good weekend, especially the Sunday. I'm sure we'll talk about it in a little bit uh, uh, detail a little bit later on. Um, how was your weekend weekend? Oh, it's been a working weekend, like most most weekends for us journalists. So it was uh, it was hectic, but it was also worthwhile because I got to watch a lot of live motorsports. So that's always fun, right? Motorsports. Yeah, yeah motorsports. Yes. I'm taking a break from football. It's too much for me, right? <laughs> <laughs> the the I League season's just started, and you've got overload of football. Um, but let's get back yes, to your yes. uh, interesting weekend, uh, motorsport. Where were you watching, and what were you watching? So we we have a, a track here in Chennai, which is a very decent track, and a lot of uh, uh, motorsports tournaments happen here. So there's something happening in India called the X1 Racing League. All so right. that's 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 a league, you know. It's a, it's a league for motorsports where uh, a team from we've got six teams representing six cities like most other leagues in uh, in india which is like chennai bangalore delhi and all that so the first leg happened at both both this both was the formula one circuit for india when india used to host a formula one a grand prix and now the second leg happened here in chennai so i did go and i don't know whether you are like uh, you remember your former Formula One drivers, so the likes of Alex Jung and Narayan Karthikeyan and all of them turned up. Narayan, it was interesting. I remember. Yeah. So, so, so some of these folks were there and even young Arjun Maini and his brother. So a good mix of uh, also uh, female drivers. And the thing is, the teams have two cards competing. And it's a, it's a sort of a strange format where um, you have to change the drivers in between as well. So you come into the pit lane, then you have somebody else hopping in, and oh, um, wow. yeah, it's not it's not exactly like a Formula One where it's just one driver completing the race. So you you're working together as a team, so you put in a lot of strategies on who you should uh, be putting out at that particular moment and all that stuff. So it was interesting, but also unfortunately. Uh, out of the 12 cars, almost six cars had like engine failures. Right. So <laughs> eventually it became like a, a small race with just a few a few cars competing. But it's good fun. And since it was like a, uh, it was not like a big event, that meant great access for us. So we were sitting at like very interesting vantage points and really seeing like old uh, BMW cars pushing it. So good wow. fun. That sounds really interesting and something I wasn't expecting. So was this a assignment or was it something that you're interested in? So I've always maintained the fact that I, I want to be a journalist who does uh, sports from other fields as well. So you know the fact that I used to write a lot of Kabaddi. Yeah. And uh, so the motorsports is another area of interest. So I was just talking to my mo mother about it. So apparently when I was young, that was the only, that was my one and only obsession in motorsports. So right. uh, I would keep, I'd just keep imagining that I'm driving a car. So even if she had like take me out, I'm always driving a car. I'm always making that buzzing sound <laughs> and revving my engines. So, so it's is, sort of, uh, it was a perfect fit for me. Yeah, I've never, I'll be honest with you, I've never been into uh, motorsports, but um, uh, we get huge coverage and I, obviously you do there, Formula One, uh, but I'd love mm -hmm. to cover 
Formula One, um, it's you know, the places they visit and everything. So was it your first um, live motorsport or you've seen before? And how yeah, was the experience yeah, overall? I, see, it's, it's very interesting because I always thought uh, motorsports would be horrible for spectators because we just thought like, you just see cars just flying by and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you and you have no idea who's leading and all that but that's false you you have uh you tend to have even without looking at the screens you tend to have an idea who's who's leading the race and whatnot and then you are situated at least where we were sitting we had almost uh we could see the 80 percent of the track because we like a terrace sort of an area which we had access to. we could keep moving around so when the cars move, move to that side you move to that part of the uh the stand and then you got that view and when it came to the straights you would come back to the place where you started and then you get the a better view so it, it was uh definitely a better viewing experience i've seen motorsports before but not in this scale so i've seen a lot of uh these rallies and uh, slightly smaller scale events in Kerala, right. uh, especially with a lot of these uh, utility vehicles and all. So there's no much speed involved. Yeah. There's more of uh, um, navigation and uh, how you go across those uh, very difficult terrains. So this was this was more speed. So right. definitely, uh, definitely something that uh, caught my interest. But unfortunately, we don't have so much uh motorsports happening at least in in that scale that a lot of news organizations would send their reporters to get it covered so mm. i don't think i'll be exposed to a lot of motorsports but hopefully i can get like these occasional tournaments and well it's be happy and one day get to see a uh, formula one grand prix itself yes obviously uh but it's really good that you are covering it and um highlighting it for us as well because of i had no idea this was happening and uh but it's good. Uh, India is, uh, like we've said many, many times on this podcast, the, the level of sports and the variety of sports is increasing. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of money behind it, obviously, with a sort of a franchise base. Oh, yeah. And in fact, I think uh, what what uh, was more fascinating is how they built up. So before the uh, tournament, they actually had a esports competition. Right. So the same guys had like simulators where right, right, people right. could come and... Uh, uh, actually do their driving on those simulators and they're uh, thinking of how technology can be that bridge for Indians, right? So we don't have uh, perfect infrastructure. We don't have the monetary strength to have a lot of people compete in motor races. That has always been our problem. This this is an expensive sport. Yes. So we were just wondering or they're just wondering whether esports can be that bridge in terms of can you identify a good driver through esports and then train that particular person. So I, I thought like it was a it was uh, utilizing technology in in the right sense. So well, I was quite impressed by the idea of it. Yeah, absolutely. And esports are hmm. uh, getting bigger and bigger. There's huge amount of money in the states and huge, in Europe, huge, huge, and huge. potential Olympic uh, sport as well. So it's yeah, exactly. good. India yeah. is. Um, Considering esports, so that's I'm really fascinated to hear about this, and hopefully through the more podcasts we'll see a different side of you covering motorsports. Yeah. Um, it'll be. Well, I'm actually doing a little bit of uh, esports work as well. So we had this some um, event in Delhi called Dream Hack, and we talked to a lot of these uh, esports professionals in India and. Yeah, that's that's happening simultaneously. <laughs> and please tell me there'll be a couple of articles from yourself on these uh, events. Hopefully in the, not immediately, but 
Good. It's it's in the pipeline. So. Good, good. Keep us posted and uh, I'll look out for it because I really le- want to learn definitely. a bit definitely. more from you. I'm going to go to your second sport now, which is football. Um, <laughs> it's been a lot of football, um, but uh, with two leagues, how can you, how does, how do people, or especially the uh, journalists, uh, do they make an effort to cover both leagues or is it like I'm ISL and ISL only? How are you doing it? I'm I'm struggling, so <laughs> that's the that's the right answer. There's too much football, and you don't have the time to spend three four hours every day watching football as much as you'd love to. And uh, it also usually coincides with the time you're working. So I league sort of starts starts say three uh, four uh, in the evening. So that's that's busy work hours for you. So it's it's very tough to catch, mm. but you still make it a point to have a tab open and. You're hearing the audio. It's in the <laughs> so background somewhere. It's in the background somewhere. <laughs> and uh, you try to get as much as possible. And yeah, but it's 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 difficult. It's difficult. And I think at the end of the day, people prioritize and they prioritize with the ISL because that's where the glamour and money and everything is. So. Right. I mean, just to give you a bit of a comparison here, journalists here specialize in regions. So you'll have a, it's probably the same in India, actually. I'm just uh, saying mm-hmm. what is here. So you'll have London-based journalists mm-hmm. and they, they get the majority of the media coverage. And then you'll have mm-hmm. some from the northeast and northwest and um, one or two from the Midlands where I'm based. Uh, because it's impossible mm. even here for uh, journalists to cover the um, uh, the football league and the Premier League and what have you. Um, so you do have to uh, pick out one or two highlights and um, uh, see um, you know how generally the league. But you can't cover it in detail. I agree with you. Correct, uh, correct, yeah. But just looking back, um, very uh, as a summary of the ISL last week, um, looking at the table, is it now sort of breaking up into? the expectations of the clubs that you're expecting to be in the play of contention and the other ones. Um, I will Correct, come to right? um, a couple of the talking points later, but just on the game side, um, is this how we are, how the league is developing now? I think so. It is slowly starting to uh, open up and start showing certain trends of who is, uh, who's going to uh, dominate the league towards the end stages and all that. So, uh, there's clearly ATK who suddenly found their groove and suddenly looking like the team that they were supposed to be. Mm. So I think we we predicted this right because it was a newly assembled team. So they were going to take their own slow time about it. And Habas also had just uh, just a small summer uh, uh, to build that team. So uh, it was it was not entirely surprising that ATK didn't really uh, start with the bang, but now they're slowly getting into the groove, and especially the strikers starting to know each other. And even the likes of Suse Raj, we thought him as a wing, wing back or a left back would be a blunder, but he's starting to evolve in that position. He's definitely performed better than Ashik in that role. So ATK looks good. Bangalore is massive defensively, so if they score, they win. Uh, as so my they, boys they, uh, found out, yes, the other day. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> And a very sloppy, sad goal. You you could like a defender, and it almost looked like a miss kick. But you just saw Arshdeep look at the ball, and it's just, it's, it's those days, right? And it's it these are things that work out for champions and doesn't work out for mm. others. Yeah, especially so when you're in the Bangalore yeah. is looking good. Yeah, um, but just going back to ATK, the big investment they made in Krishna, it's paying off. Mm-hmm. 
it's yeah it's paying off it's paying off. and he suddenly feels he's happy there initially he felt initially i thought they got it wrong because they were playing all the balls towards him and he has the raw pace to burn so it has to be that you play him play it into the channel for him to run and like beat defenders and all that now they're slowly uh, tweak the system that gets a better out of him gets a better out of so say out of uh, david so definitely definitely a big team and i think they're going to be there uh come playoffs yeah and you mentioned the playoffs and um the fantastic predictor that you are uh three of your teams are in the top four atk bengaluru and, and goa goa is sort of coming back to their i mean not the form that they kicked off with but they are coming back into um winning games do you see a trend though do you see the trend though again they started trusting their indians yes. and then they again started doing well so this is what i think we we kept saying there is that some is something where if goa plays their whole quota of foreigners i think generally the indians tend to slack off or they think they to take it easy or some 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 problem is there but the moment they has uh, there's, there's like an injury to koro there's like uh, jahu missing due to suspension here there and suddenly goa looks like a different side and they want to win and the, the indians step up so it's very very tricky situation as a coach what do you do do you do you go with the indian core or do you uh, take the easier option out by playing all your foreigners but anyway i think goa is also there and there about so uh, a little bit of tweaking here and there should solve that problem for them yeah when we did the podcast last week the two games i was looking forward to were both around northeast united um mm-hmm. are they now you know i mean i was really impressed with them and the start they had um are they mm-hmm. f- are they going back to the level that we thought they would be i mean there was a huge loss loss against atk um and um they i mean the draw away to jumshedpur was good but it was the result against atk that really um yeah was uh, but i think that's just that's, they, that's they, one they match might, gyan might, might be injured i hear mm-hmm. which uh which which is obviously a problem for a thin side like northeast they haven't like they are like really so they are really reliant on their top 11 so it's not like they've got so much uh, backup that like an atk that a two in, uh, some one or two injuries not going to affect the team at all so yeah but like i i've been particularly impressed with northeast i don't think that changes with the atk result i think they are direct and they play the journey plays a football that we expected streamers to bring so <laughs> uh we got the wrong croatian i think uh, <laughs> <laughs> at the helm but uh, i i i like i quite like northeast so i don't think uh, i want to sit down and like say that they are done and dusted they'll still get their victories against the lower ranked teams i believe because they they pacey and they direct and all that and then usually maintain a good defensive shape atk is exceptional so let's just leave it leave it at that and uh, i think uh, I'm sure the coach's biggest responsibility would be to just assemble the team once again and say to them that they're good and they can still fight for their top four spot. Yeah, absolutely. But one team that is fighting for the uh, top four spot is uh, Jamshedpur. Um, yeah. uh, is that all down to your main man, Castell, who you've been giving awards to every month? <laughs> uh, and also the folks behind him. So it's not just him, but uh, from the coach to... uh so, so pt and all of those guys i mean let's not forget that pt is having a stellar season himself and he's brought beautiful football back into indian football so 
ஜாம்ஷெட்பூர்ஸ்ட்ரைக்கர் I mean Farooq has been having a superb yes. season but he's not your out and out striker. Yeah. So he'll not score those those many goals for you. So and similarly there's nobody else that I can think of not Sumit Pasi or anybody who will score that many goals for you. So it's important that they they hold on to their foreigners and they keep them fit and give them rest. And then if if that's the case I think they've they've got a fair shout for a playoff spot. Um The other question I have is is about the game tonight. We talked about Jamshedpur and they've got a game tonight and um you're about mm-hmm. your adopted city. Um we had the first change in management last week. Um yeah. and I know we talked about it. Um we messaged each other about it and we gave our opinions <laughs> about what we thought about it. Uh but um why the, why the change? I mean obviously it's because of the results but um, there's no relegation. So Do- from what I know and I talked to a couple of fans who were super close to John Gregory it was purely out of his insistence he wanted out. Really? So you know so that's what I hear is that he's had enough and uh, so so the, maybe the odd timings of it felt like it was a sack where they announced it at 5 a.m. in the morning but essentially i think uh, john gregory had had it, had enough and i remember writing about this in my report of the chennai hyderabad match that that they finally scored this season and for most parts of the match i was looking at gregory and he looked like a figure who's just had enough he didn't know what to do he had no he didn't look motivated he looked sad and mm. it i felt i felt sad for him i felt like oh god what are we doing him like let this poor man go So almost like he had signed up for Hotel California where he just cannot leave you know he <laughs> you just can't check out <laughs> yeah you so uh, yeah i was just, i mean he, he, ideally they should have parted ways in the summer yeah allowed a new manager to come in and set up a new team and yeah i saw a couple of his happen. yeah i saw a couple of his press conferences and he looked demotivated and he he, get, he gave a few hints as well didn't he um yeah yeah but um you've got another englishman um in charge there <laughs> totally yes. out of the blue for me um what about for you guys back home was that a name yeah, being even we mentioned <laughs> we were expecting roka and westford and a couple of former uh, chennai players themselves so nobody really expected owen coil and i think a uh, lot of these fans were really upset i remember a lot of them tweeting say they want to get out of twitter they've had enough of life and uh, this is really upset but to be to be honest and maybe i mean you can come and correct me uh, i remember owen coil and uh, bolton being a good combination i don't know uh, bolton was a very nasty side back then like they were they were physical and but they were organized and they they were quite decent aside so does a manager lose his abilities just like that yes. i mean i mean this last few seasons have been horrible but uh, did he lose all that ability because i think i thought the bolton side was quite decent yeah but you've got to remember that bolton side was 10 years ago 
Um, and, yeah. Um, you can Things tell, have changed in football. Yeah, he's not been... Um, I'm pretty sure he's not been in management for around a year, something like that. Mm-hmm. And even in Correct. his last um, management roles were in Scotland um, and uh, not even at the top clubs in Scotland. And um, he's mm-hmm. pretty much an old-school um manager uh from mm-hmm. th- those days and um from what i've you know he's, his name is never mentioned even if a championship club or a division one club uh, are looking for mm-hmm. a manager you just don't hear his name in the in the press so you can see mm-hmm. how he's rated here i mean he might be a little bit in harsh. fact in fact I, I saw a lot of foreigners reply to the bbc tweet about owen cole joining and they were all saying oh good luck Chennai, you're in for trouble times and just a lot of uh uh, a lot of people who were clearly angry and upset with the guy from his last few stints. Yeah, because of the nature of the football he plays. And that's why mm-hmm. um, I'm just really, where did this come from? I mean, somebody, his agent is incredible. He, earns, uh, he deserves all the <laughs> money he gets to get uh, <laughs> yeah. Because let's a face it, it, it is a high-profile job, isn't it? Genayan is still, yeah, yeah. you know, is is not Two a small... champions exactly. in ISL. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. a high-profile um, appointment. And, um, I mean, looking at it from outside, it looks like a... Um, the management don't have too much ambition if they want to go for something like I know he's only got the contract till the end of the year, but obviously his remit will be to get into the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. He's got the players there, but can he get it out of them? Can he motivate them? Can he get them to play the style that will get them into playoffs? I'm not sure. See, see, I'll tell you why for me it sort of made sense is that John Gregory was doing pretty much the same thing and they wanted somebody to come in and continue. And uh, Owen Coyle has... Uh, for the lack of a better word, a certain pedigree. So, so that's probably the the idea behind it. But because you don't want to bring Roka and give him half a season with these kind of players, that'll be a huge mismatch. So, might as well go with somebody from the English way. They could have taken somebody younger and with a slightly more modern look and all that. I don't know why Owen Coyle of all people, <laughs> but. Probably the the thought behind it was to continue the English football way, or the the old English football way. So yeah, that bit's right. Yeah, yeah. I'll be very surprised and um, pl- well, pleasantly surprised because I think uh, Genine deserve better. Um, they've got passionate fans. I saw your fantastic uh, interview with a couple of uh, local fans there. I'll be very surprised if he's playing expansive football, if he's playing um, possession football. Uh, well, he might play possession. I think right now it's just, it's just results, right? So if they yeah. can put in five long balls, get a goal, <laughs> I think everybody is going to be just elated and they'll, be, they'll take the win right now. Well, but the thing is, does Chennai have those players to do it? That is a big problem, right? Yeah, and he's got a so, tough start away to Jamshedpur. So, um, correct, yeah. um, I can see him parking two double-decker I buses. had not met the manager before leaving Chennai. All right. Okay. So, yeah. So, they probably met at the airport or something. So, <laughs> yeah. That might be good for the players, Maybe actually. <laughs> Oh my God! You clearly don't like him. <laughs> well, do, do you know what? I, 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 well, let's, I, I've made my yeah. views. I, I hope I'm proven <laughs> wrong because simply for the fans of Chennai, I really, really yeah. hope I'm uh, proved wrong. He starts off and gets a couple of wins under his belt, uh, belt, and 
because I think those fans deserve that sort of um, standard of football. Because, like I said earlier, it's a big club, and they deserve mm-hmm. it. So, not that any of the, there's a small club, but you know what I mean when I'm talking about Chennai. Um, mm-hmm. um, so, just ending up uh, uh, our talk on the ISL, um, it's going to be a busy period, and um, we should see a bit of a. Um, you know, clarification as to where the club stand. Uh, we're getting to the halfway stage. ATK correct, are looking uh, the team to beat at the moment. Bengaluru, you know, like you said, uh, defensively, they are very, very strong and will grind I, out results. Just, just jump in at that point and let me just remind you the fact that if you look at ISL seasons, like the past five seasons before this, is that a good second half is good enough for you to qualify? Yeah, so, I, mean, I remember like um, uh, season three where Kerala was pretty much doing the same thing. It's not this bad, but they, under Steve Koppel, they were also doing this nicking a, a draw here or a victory there. And they were quite good at home. So they would hardly lose at home. And they somehow got into the uh, the, the, uh, the playoff spot. And then they luckily, yeah, and they, luckily enough, they, they managed to win against Delhi. And then they were in the final. So it's... A good second half, and that's probably what uh, Chennai would be hoping, what Kerala would be hoping, can still turn things around for these teams. Because it's a, it's a small league with a few number of teams. It's not like teams have a huge difference in number of points. There you go. So, yeah, there you go, Hyderabad fans. That message from Nevin was specifically <laughs> for you guys. So, uh, don't give and, up hope. Uh, let's, let's not forget the fact that, say, even Hyderabad. Hyderabad defeated, uh, drew against Bangalore. Yes, yeah. So... Yeah, yeah. If Hyderabad can draw against Bangalore, th- let's just uh, probably if teams went to Bangalore and did not give them the respect that uh, that comes from their, their the pedigree, then maybe things will be different. I think people go there thinking Bangalore is a very good team and give them a certain a, a degree of respect. I think Bangalore can be beaten. Uh, this season, they do look a team that can be beaten because there's there is... One or two errors creeping in the defense all the time. They, I know they've had like this massive clean sheet run and they hardly ever give a goal and all. But that's also because the forwards haven't really been taking those chances that came their way. Mm-hmm. So, and there were a couple of times they were lucky with uh, offside calls and whatnot. So, maybe a team like an ATK would go and say, hey, let's just go have fun. Let's unleash our forwards at these, uh, these guys. Because Bangalore doesn't have a, a, a great attack. Hmm. So, even if Bangalore were to like counter attack, I don't think they have the usual lethalness. So, like uh, last year when there was Miku and Chetri and Udanta in form, they they were a different outfit. You didn't want uh, Bangalore to counter at you. But right now, teams will take that small risk. Let me try to dominate. Even if they break, I don't think they are that good enough. Or you can just man mark one player out of out of the equation, they'll have no option because Ashik and Udanda has been have been very one-dimensional. They just run with a lot of pace, but there's no end product. No end product. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so, um, yeah we, I mean that 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 bit huge game is not far away, and what a day it's on Christmas Day. ATK at home to Bengaluru, so that'll be uh, yeah. something to look forward to. Uh, apart from the Queen's speech here in England, we'll be looking forward to that game. Um, <laughs> just very finally, um, I don't know where I heard it, but um, you, you can tell me this is uh, completely wrong. But um, are there rumours that um, the Blasters might have to move out of Kochi? Or is that something I've misheard or misread? Or I don't know no, where I got it from. No, there are rumours. There are rumours. 
<laughs> but they they want to stick to Kerala, so if they even if they remove the Kori Kori, I don't think they'll lose out on the fans or anything. They'll still have a basic turnout. But the stadium and infrastructure-wise, there'll be a dip because uh, Kori Kori doesn't have the same in uh, stadium like Kochi. But right. uh, I I also think um, I'm taking it like with a pinch of salt in terms of you see the trend developing everywhere. So Bangalore okay. did it, and they got the public sentiment with uh, Kanti Rava. Uh, FC Goa put out through a couple of articles about how they have to pay a huge fee to uh, multiple places and how it's a, it's, a, it's a big problem. You heard occasional rumor uh, tweets and this and that about how Chennai has to pay a lot of money uh, to play at the jail and stadium in Chennai. So it seems like it's a an effort from franchises who now understood. Oh God, we're spending a lot of money on these football clubs with very minimal return. So we have to come up with some solution for our uh, for our uh, this these loss. So right. I think this is also clever. So they know if you play with Kerala Blasters, the public sentiment is definitely going to be on their side. Right. Okay. So, so don't read so yeah, too much I into it. I I feel so. I don't think they want to leave from Kochi. Good. And considering uh, how much it matters for politicians and everybody else to have Kerala Blasters in their hometown, so. I think uh, those guys also will do their bit to ensure it stays. Yeah, I think the ISL want them to stay there. That's why they have um, opening games with uh, Kerala always because they know they'll get exactly. an incredible atmosphere and uh, exactly. So I'm glad you've put that to, uh, to rest. Um, just moving on uh, to. Um, I was going to say the best league, but um, I'm really enjoying the, I'm really enjoying uh, the I League and uh, the clubs involved. Um, Couple of things I just wanted. I mean, there've been quite a few games. Um, the Arrows lost narrowly um, to Gokulam mm-hmm. the other day. Um, Correct. I don't yeah. know if you managed to catch any of that game. I don't blame me if you don't. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, yeah. Did you see a difference in the Arrows uh, from Floyd's time, or yeah, is it too early? I thought, that, uh, I thought they they fought hard, especially going uh, when they were having that man advantage. I thought they really tried, but uh, see, I. With arrows, you should also understand they're not your fully developed players, right? So they have their physical limitations, and I think Gokulam were very clever in terms of how they use their body and size to an advantage. But in terms of football, I thought it was a, it was a fair game. It was not like arrows just gave up and said, "Oh shit, uh, Gokulam is a big side, and we'll just, you know, we'll we'll just lie down uh, somehow just give it away." Yeah, yeah, lie down and take what we get. But so uh, that way, it's. A, It's a slight improvement. I think there was generally a positive. Uh, you you even had like local officials tweeting about how this arrow side is a a side to watch out, and also this new crop of players are apparently very exciting. Uh, too early to call. I'm one of those guys who likes to sit on the fence till I'm very sure about things. So uh, I, I think uh, uh, generally uh, there is some something positive brewing in the Indian arrow setup. So hopefully they'll. Hopefully they'll get a win, and uh, well, not then, today. Uh, that, <laughs> yeah. So uh, maybe, yeah. So they're playing my boys today uh, as well. So hopefully they can start. The, that, uh, that I was. I wanted to say that that's probably their best shot at winning, <laughs> but I don't want to break your heart. But, so but don't, don't. Um, we'll, we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll see how. The, I I really want the Yaris to do well, but not not starting but, today. But uh, see, th- this is the unpredictable uh, league, right? So I saw held Mohan Bagan for a draw, yes. and apparently there's a huge gap in in the quality. You see Mohan Bagan and East Bengal struggle. 
uh, yesterday was another example of uh, mohan bagan having 71% of the football possession and uh, losing 4-2 against churchill so at home i i i, I yeah at at home and also i think this is a point i have stressed before also how size matters for forwards in i league that's i'm telling you if you want to be successful in i league you better get yourself a, a big forward and willis plaza is like your living biggest example of this he he scored another two goals yesterday and he just continues to score goals and willis plaza is not cristiano ronaldo <laughs> so and yet he's so successful so just look at the characteristics and what makes him so successful and the fact that he's up against mostly indian center backs and to that physical advantage and how we defend is is good enough reason and i think that's pretty much why gokulam has gone with mark uh, um marcus joseph and uh, henry kiseka forward they, they they bring the same thing they bring in size and kiseka has now scored in both matches so you see that trend right you see that big forward you see for real Pol- kashmir you have the trizo is what 65 yeah b- so pulling the pole or indian defenders yeah, yeah exactly uh, but um, yeah uh, he's what over 6 foot i think uh, willis plaza um so yeah. you're telling me a lot about the league that is playing in a league in a system that um I shouldn't say uh, I'll say it, that Owen Coyle should come and manage uh, he'll be comfortable managing the <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah. um, I just wanted you mentioned the game yesterday and Mohan Bagan and mm-hmm. East Bengal I don't know if it's fair to say are uh, a couple of the giant clubs of India um I was mm-hmm. really taken aback have they taken a step back in terms of their progression and where they are currently in Indian football both of those clubs I think uh, those are clubs a little lost because of the whole ISL I League de- uh, debate and uh, so they didn't know whether to go invest hard they they probably struggling to get the old investors as well because they've got other teams to uh, go to so it's 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 trouble times for in Calcutta and I think uh, this can also be a good opportunity opportunity to sort of restructure the whole thing where now you have like a good academy base and uh, you 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 uh, you sort of um get younger players to play and get them to really fight hard for the bats till now it's been just all the season they just uh, accumulate a few good players in the summer get the get the job done and that's how indian football was but i think uh, now is a good time for them to change and i think the reason why round glass went and bought uh, minerva punjab is because they had a they had a, a a good academy and mm. everything going on for them so they they work like a professional club mm. so that helped the investor to come in and take it forward but i don't see any investor wanting to come in i mean quest came and quest is leaving east mm. bengal yeah and that will continue to be the setup unless you really make it a professional setup from your from your very young stages and you have a continuous uh, influx of academy players into the main team and all that so mm. they're going through a trouble time times i don't think that's the end of these clubs by any stretch of imagination no, they will be back yeah two bigger it's clubs so, for that aren't they with incredible exactly. support um it's it's sounds exactly. similar to what we have with newcastle united here a biggest mm-hmm. a huge, mm-hmm. huge yeah. club um incredible yeah. passionate supporters and um yeah we'll see um because it, it will be um interesting to see how they progress this year especially with the ISL there's two places up for grabs see if they can get a buyer in because potentially both of those clubs could be huge in the ISL 
Um, but Correct, the other club yeah. I want to mention, and we've not talked about it, but it's something we said in a couple of podcasts that as we progress uh, through the R-League, I want to talk about more clubs, and that's Churchill Brothers. That's a name that mm-hmm. I, I am familiar with. Um, is there anything, mm-hmm. and they're top of the table, played 2-1-2, two, two, incredible result yesterday. <laughs> what can you tell yeah. us about Churchill Brothers? Similar setup, uh, an old club with a, with a decent fan base, another Goan club from the great Goan eras. Probably not the best. If you look at the most success-wise, I think Dempo and Salgokar and Sporting are probably bigger than Churchill. Uh, and sorry if I'm getting it wrong, maybe I am. But these were, Dempo is clearly more successful, was clearly more successful than Churchill. But Churchill is the one who survived and uh, didn't, uh, so they, they, uh, didn't join the whole other Goan clan, uh, clan of uh, leaving the I-League till uh, everything is sorted. But uh, the, the, what you can see with Churchill is that they understand Indian football. Mm. Understood. They, they, they know you don't have to spend millions. You, they know that a village plaza is going to get you the job done. They did the same thing last year. So there is no surprise at all. They, they had a good start. I remember they came and had a, I think their first match was against Minerva last season as well. So I think they, they drew against Minerva and then they started scoring goals after goals and this village plaza scored I think 21 goals last season and mind you this is a small league you're, you're talking about league with 20 odd matches so uh, he was incredible and uh, so once you have a, a player like that and you put in those long balls and you have defenders who are not comfortable you will eventually get five chances in the match and yeah. somebody like a plaza is good enough to score at least one or two out of it yeah yeah absolutely so um, so that's how they they work. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's important that Goa has representation. Like FC Goa has helped a lot of young players come up. Similarly, I hope Churchill right now doesn't have their setup. It's not like your hotspot for Goan talent or anything. But maybe the 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 fact that they are there in 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 a top division and the fact that they are playing in like top half of the league and all that will hopefully mean more opportunities for. Indian youngsters and uh, so that's 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 important. Goa is your hotspot, so it can definitely have more than one FC Goa. Yeah. So yeah, but I, I think it's what you there. said. It's good that they are there and competing, and um, it's exactly. got a rich um, history. Um, and mm-hmm. It was. Uh, it's good to see them um, still being committed, especially the owners uh, being committed to um, um, Correct, the yeah. football team because we've spoken before, there's not much money to be made from Indian uh, football. So uh, that's really, really good uh, that keeping that going. Correct, yeah. um, the other thing, very lastly on the I-League, uh, I, I wanted to mention, we saw the incredible sport um, Gokulam has um, in um, at home, playing at home in the huge crowds they have. And um, mm-hmm. I can't think of a better person. What is it about Kerala and football? <laughs> I, I wish I knew the answer, but uh, in fact, if I could just divert uh, the, the the conversation a little into what's happening in Kerala, and there seems to be like a massive divide as to like who should you support? Should you support the Blasters? <laughs> should to you that. support yeah, 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 So, so there, there is a huge shift. A lot of people are now jumping ship, and a lot of others are like mocking the fact that how fickle are you, and uh, how can you stop uh, supporting one club and jump to the other side? The the, the core truth, and I think uh, Mr. Jafar Khan in his uh, book on football in Kerala has mentioned this. We've always loved our football. And that has always been our priority. And not necessarily your 
not like you are religious to your club and your club can do no wrong and you will die for your club that's not that's not your kerala football culture at least till say uh, blasters came to forefront till then i think we've always loved our football so we picked the we picked the to- uh, team that we would support in a tournament mm. so we were like oh this team looks nice and this this got this good player so we'll support them so we'll support brazil one summer <laughs> and the next uh, in the euro we are supporting netherlands and uh, next euro you're supporting italy because you have your favorite player in italy that 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 time around so we've always been like that and of course in the, in the footballing world that that will come across as uh quite uh, plastic or i don't know what is the right term for it but no, i think it's become somebody uh, a, a fan base who enjoys watching good football yeah so we are essentially that's so we won't die for a football club also we will criticize if your if blast is not performing we'll be very vocal about it also we'll like no we will not uh, <laughs> just wait there and think everything is going to be okay people will not go for matches if the football is not good enough i think generally the problem with blasters in most of the fans uh have been the fact that we've never had good football mm. forget results forget everything why can't we and kerala if you look at it we were very similar setup like south america in terms of we love our garcia marquez we, we love our uh, argentina and brazil so uh it's it's just that we 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 wanted samba football here you give us that kind of football you do some trickery and you you do uh, you, you do a rainbow flick we we'll love you we we'll adore you so <laughs> but your like these uh, you know these uh, directionless possession in the you know on your own half and saying we are not playing long balls nobody cares understood so i think end of the day i think uh, the stakeholders of football clubs don't realize what is the real culture here and probably the best option would be to hire people local mm. and who understand the sport who has been working in the sport forever Uh, to get the flavor of i think gokulam is doing right that way they've they've pretty much understood what's what's going wrong and what's going right for kerala football at the moment and they're doing whatever it takes but they are also part of the problem right now in terms of you have to choose between uh, kerala blasters versus uh, gokulam so they are also they also know here is an opportunity to get into the blasters fan base and get some people to our side so so you you see manjapada who is obviously the the support for uh, kerala blasters and then batalia who is the the support uh, staff for or the fan group for gokulam right. they are always having a go at each other and <laughs> so you have batalia going and supporting bangalore fc just to piss off uh, manjapada oh, right. <laughs> yeah so i i personally feel and i've been very vocal about this on twitter and everywhere mm-hmm. is that i feel these are people with no they don't have a personality so they're just using club as an excuse to get some <laughs> get some reach because there there's no i don't know what you gain by going to bangalore and supporting uh bangalore fc there is absolutely no problem if you want to support bangalore fc for their football absolutely go ahead and be my guest but then why are you bringing that gokulam group into it and bringing the malayali fan angle just to piss off the other side so yeah a lot of problems and i and and i feel and i feel that uh, we are not far away from the day when it's going to get bloody awful and violent really? one day i i think uh, in two seasons time we'll have one story where fans having a good go at each other and uh, it 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 becoming a bloody messy affair i i think the day is not too far and we people like me we've been very vocal about the problems this this post but i think the masculinity factor within these fans are 
way too large to be told there is a problem behind it so you know, um, and mind you these are also fans who probably like um are support english clubs because they're from affluent families and they probably like go to a nice bar pub and they they sort of imitate whatever so look at <laughs> like uh the all these united and uh, chelsea and all these supporters the reality is very different you probably have never seen a fight in your life or never fought a <laughs> actual fight but the thing in kerala is that it's massive and the, the reach is beyond your upper class elites so mm-hmm. these are people who can actually fight yeah yeah, yeah so you don't yeah, want yeah. to trigger you understand you don't want to trigger these people to yes. a point where they'll come beat you up no 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 we we i mean yeah. it's funny you bring that up um, i was going to talk about it but i thought i'd leave it till the next podcast because um this is what we had in the 70s here in england and it drove masses of people away from football and we've got mm-hmm. to a stage now that you know families are welcome uh, people of all races and denominations and gender and everybody's welcome in these campaigns and but then we had the incident at I'll be very uh, honest uh, I, I I I'm scared of putting a tweet out these days from my personal account because I I feel it's it's just a lot of I I just said that uh, uh, calling uh, Guardiola a, a bald fraud seems a little bit of a stretch <laughs> and now that has triggered a lot of Indian fans I don't know what what is upsetting you I didn't even say that United didn't deserve a victory I never said uh, that uh, he has not used his money or checkbook or whatever i just said that for somebody who's like a student of the game and somebody who who likes to uh, understand football a little bit i i do feel guardiola has played a huge uh, huge factor and i don't know whether these guys were there but like when we were shouting against constantine uh, about how he wasn't playing possession football we were all referring to that guardiola football right we were all referring to the possession tiki taka and that's what we wanted So at the end of the day call him a fraud or whatever I thought like I just said that that's a little bit of a, a little bit of a push and that has also triggered a lot of fans in India oh, dear, 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 <laughs> Yeah dear. so it's really yeah. unbelievable uh, yeah like yeah. you said he, he, social media is one of those things that even if you're fair with your comment you'll find somebody that twists it and turns yeah, out it's just getting very very silly and there's unfortunately there's not a way back now that the uh, genie yeah, has been like, let out i became a city fan <laughs> just because i want to do it because that's how it is it's very polarized you're either black or white there's no in between oh, so no, you you took uh, you took guardiola side means you're a city fan and you are a checkbook fan or whatever <laughs> at least the whole plastic thing yeah i mean we used to get plastic and rent boys and probably people didn't even know what rent boys meant they just thought it was a very cool term to just to call oh, each other dear, so dear. i mean like i i remember like in in office in like spaces where you expect people to understand uh, i think after a match against united i i remember a couple of united fans coming in calling me a rent boy i'm like do you guys even understand what you're calling or are you just like thinking it's it's damn cool to just uh use these uh, very problematic references it's uh, very very sad and we, we've just ended a campaign for two weeks in the premier league around uh, um uh pride uh which is went down mm-hmm. really well but we had a couple of incidents over the weekend but we'll talk about that more because it it, it is yeah. a big big topic and i want to talk about it. it's been in the headlines here uh especially with the man city supporter who's um absolutely um plastered all over social media yesterday and he's he's, he's been charged so it's life changing for him unfortunately 
well, I say unfortunately, but you know that's the way it is. You shouldn't have done it. Uh, allegedly, uh, yeah, exactly. uh, we'll yeah. see what comes out of that. Uh, but we'll talk about that more because it is something—a topic I want to talk about—the rivalry and how far it goes. It, it does go too, too far. Um, a classic example here, like I said, was the uh, incident at the um, Etihad Stadium. Um, mm-hmm. But very quickly, I, I, I can't leave this podcast without mentioning the incredible win by my boys yesterday, 4-1 away to Aston Villa. <laughs> I don't know if you had a chance to watch it, but uh, it was a game when we started this run of five or six games. We thought this would be the toughest, but we should have scored at least three or four more goals. Um, it, it, it's looking like a genuinely a two-horse race. Yes, and, and, and then you go back to that uh, Mane dive and yes. how things would have been a little different if that match had been a, uh, had been a draw. But, yeah. yeah. Um, yes, but I'm happy, like like all other football fans <laughs> who are in supporting Liverpool, I'm happy for Liverpool, <laughs> Leicester. And, and I hope it's another season, another victory for us. <laughs> and well, you- I'm getting my uh, blue jerseys uh, reprinted. <laughs> with, <laughs> I will send you a blue jerseys from Leicester. Uh, I'm trying to spread the love for my club and uh, I'm more than happy to uh, send shirts out. Um, But uh, yes, I will do that so you can wear it proudly when Chelsea are playing. Um, But uh, yeah, no, uh, uh, it's coming to a crucial December. Uh, uh, Liverpool have got a lot of games, including the World Cup. Club Cup. Um, they're playing mm-hmm. two different teams back to back. One in Correct, the um, yeah. Qatar tournament and another in the League Cup. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but then they come to um, Leicester on um, Boxing Day, which is uh, December 26th. So uh, a huge, yeah. huge game. If we can um, keep going, it'll be uh, a good uh, Christmas for it'll us. Be massive, yeah. 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 So, um, Nevin, do you know? Good Christmas always... for humanity, not just. <laughs> <laughs> yes. See, one one Manchester derby is all that required, and now all the United fans are out and uh, flashing, <laughs> flashing away in pride. So yeah. I'm just like, I don't think I can handle a season where both United fans and Liverpool fans are happy. It's <laughs> 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 just too much. Try being in England, um, but. Um... <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it'll, it'll be interesting for the next couple of weeks and like I said um, the love for Leicester is growing uh, which is always good to uh, uh, see uh, but as always Nevin you know the time absolutely flies by I can talk to you flies yeah you, I you, swear. you're really really uh, good to talk to you and your knowledge that you bring to this uh, podcast is incredible um, and of course now you now that I know that you're passionate about motorsports uh, I will be talking to you about that as well because it's not something that I'm uh, aware of at all too much uh, I am passionate and that's that's it it's not like I'm very aware of what's no, happening to be fair but, passion yeah. is 90% what you need if you've got passion yeah. everything else will fall in place that's the thing are you like a part time copywriter for Adidas as well <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is trademarked. This is sportscast. So, um, if anybody <laughs> yeah, wants it, get in touch with Nevin. He's uh, he's he, he's he's the person. Um, Nevin, uh, thank you again for joining me. Um, it's been a blast as always. Um, as really always, good yeah. talking to you. Have a fantastic week uh, back home, and I'm sure there'll be more talking points uh, next weekend that we can uh, mull over. And as always, I'll be learning from you. So, thank you again, and have a great week, my friend. Likewise, you have a good week as well. Thank you. Bye-bye.